Buenos dias, Tucson. Good morning, Minneapolis and other beautiful cities all around the world. My name is La Vielva, and I am an extreme extrovert. Um, so, um, if you have been following my last podcast, you will know that um, this um, this round of podcasts, I am stating a thought of the day, meditation of the day, and prayer of the day. And then also reading a poem from the book The Star Among Us by C.F. Alvarez, which is right now on sale on Amazon. Um, I believe it's about 10 bucks. <laughs> it's, it's a really good read, and it's not something that's going to break the bank. And I've been reading it, and I've been really kind of um, resonating with a lot of the poems that C.F. Alvarez shares in their book. Um, But today, um, I'm also reading um, the 24 Hours a Day um, Hazelden Meditations. Um, It's a little small book that was gifted to me um, while I was starting my journey through sobriety. Um, It's just, um, it's a cute little book piled of um, random 12-step and 12 traditions. Um, Just printed about, printed on paper, like daily little affirmations. And today it says, on page one, of 24 hours a day. When I come into A, was I a desperate person? Did I have a soul sickness? Was I so sick of myself and my way of living that I couldn't stand looking at myself in a mirror? Was I ready for A? Was I ready to try anything that could have helped me to be sober and to get over my soul sickness? Should I ever forget the condition I was in? So this really resonates with me because um, I know that not everyone is a religious person. I don't even consider myself a religious person. But I do believe that when you suffer from an addiction or addiction tendencies, addictive tendencies, it's because your soul is sick. Um, It's because the way I understand it, is when you um, take substances, you're basically choosing death over life. And, you know, people can choose to believe whatever they want to believe um, when they go about their sober journey. But for me, this soul sickness really resonates because... um, I try my best to believe in the religion that I believe. And I try my best to be as spiritual as I can be. Um, But when you use substances, the spirituality is not there. It's not authentic. And sometimes we get confused. Like if you smoke marijuana, you're like, oh man, this is a spiritual experience. Life is a spiritual experience. Um, Life in itself, authentically, is an experience. Um, and people who are addicts 
um, that experience for me was terrifying. I I didn't want to live life in an authentic, clear view because I was scared of life. I was more um, accustomed to death, accustomed to darkness, accustomed to pain. Because for me, this is what life was. This is what life is, in my opinion. But when you believe in a God or a higher power or a universe or a hope or an ability that life can be beautiful and life can be worthwhile, that's when you're choosing life. And for me, I've always suffered from depression, so I always feel um, really close to the understanding of death. Um, as a young person, I had suicidal thoughts. And people get scared when you say these things because they're like, oh my goodness, you're going to kill yourself. Um, no, I'm not going to kill myself because for me, in my mind, if I kill myself, I am doing the worst thing possible. Um, if I kill myself, I'm doing something so unnatural um, that I maybe even challenge the purpose of God. And that's just my belief. It, it's I don't know if it's true or not, but that's just what I believe. I believe now that when you put substances in your body or when you, you know, are choosing death, which is substance pain, hurt, unhealthy habit, you're basically telling God that you don't mind throwing away something that he had created. This is just the best way for me to go about my life and to understand the feelings of addiction in my mind. The meditation of the day says, In the new year I will live one day at a time. I will make each day one of preparation for better things. I will not dwell on the past or the future. Only on the present I will bury every fear of the future. All the thoughts of unkindness and bitterness, all my dislikes, all my resentments, all my senses of failure, all my senses of failure, my disappointments in others and in myself, my gloom and my dependencies. I will leave all these things buried and go forward in this year into a new life. I pray that God will guide me one day at a time in the new year. I pray that for each day, God will supply the wisdom and the strength that I need. For me, this was something that I had to learn. Um, Religion is not something that comes to me easy. I never believed that God um, was putting out for me when I was little because... I was so concerned about all the things that was that were happening in my life. I thought that he had forgotten me. But in reality, I was just not going the right way. In reality, I was pushing God away. Um, I thought that he despised me, so he cursed me with an addiction. I, th- I thought that he hated me. And it 
in reality, it was not him punishing me. It was me punishing myself. And that was a tough pill to swallow. Thank you for being so patient, guys. I I have a little bit of a cold. And that's why I'm a little stuffy. Alright, so we started um, The Stars Among Us by C.F. Alvarez. Um, you can purchase this book on Amazon. Um, I know C.F. Alvarez. I've actually um, met them many times. And the thing I like most about this author is that every poem is kind of um, open to interpretation. Um, it kind of allows you to go through the poems that she writes and says and say like, hey, you know, how does this pertain to myself? Um, right now we're on page nine and we're starting at the poem Promises. Every time her father's hand would leave a bruise, he promised her he would never hurt her again. The bruises on her skin have faded, incomparable to the ones left on her heart. Promises? She wouldn't let it break her. When she moved from home to home, homelessness, her only friend, they had promised her she would always have a home. They were her stable structure. They were her home. Her heart is now homeless. Promise. She wouldn't let it break her. Her mother, she left careless and cold without looking back. She promised that whatever she was, she would always belong there. Where does her heart belong? Promise. She won't let it break her. As her friend, no matter what happened, she had their trust. With judgments aside, that friend misjudged her heart. Promise. She won't let that break her. She was held in their arms, loved and cared for. She was promised they'd always love her. They'd be there to care. Their heart changed. They promised they would never break her. Her twin sister, the love and the pain, had laid in her arms, post-attempting her end. Promised she would never let it break her. Pain. She let it shift through her between each part of her broken heart. Promise. She won't let it break her. She's broken. Meanwhile, the tears keep coming, internally bleeding, and the scars get deeper. Next poem we're going to read is Adjusting. Adjusting, we'll just start over. We'll move out. Houses for sale. Sleeping inside. Different by the day. Making it work. House number one. Number two. Number three. Number four. Number five. Keep counting. Take what you need. Maybe they'll have food. Maybe we won't. Maybe it is dangerous. Maybe is a dangerous world. Maybe is a dangerous word. Finding floors to sleep on. Anywhere to find. One pair of clothing. 
leaving your regrets, new places to live, minimally hard to adjust. Don't worry, I've got your back. I called, no answer. Sorry, I was busy. No one answered me back. Sorry, I can't call back right now. Cut off completely. Where are you? Don't look at me. Find someone else to talk to. Forget about me. New friends. Slightly harder to adjust. That's not normal. I'm not allowed to use my voice. I won't I won't feel pain from a fist or criticized for anything wrong. And I have a voice. She can say that? She can sit there? She can make her room her own? What does that mean? All of these thoughts in my head, conditioning to a new life, hard to adjust. We are your family. Easy for them to say, harder to believe. Will they be there? Can she cry with them? Will they give her space when she's angry? Will they let her be? Can we get excited together? Will we be there when she succeeds? As well as when she fails? Can they love her? Adjusting to a new family, very hard to adjust. You need to stop. This is all she knows. Isolation is a thing. She's been conditioned to do so. She gets to do nothing with them. Don't do that. Hazards flashing in your brain. This is not normal. Fear, anxiety. You're not trying. Go out in the hallway. Nobody will find out you're better than that. Risks. A brand new you is the hardest thing to adjust. I absolutely love, 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 love some of these poems all of these poems actually but i especially love how cf alvarez writes <sighs> writes her poems um i want you to kind of sit back and kind of let that resonate with you and it's so funny that I ran into this poem today because it's true. Adjustment is hard, and I've been experiencing this through sobriety. Um, I thought maybe I could be like a California sober. You know, sobriety is kind of like a journey. It goes up and down. It goes linear and then not so linear. And for some people, it's easier than others. For me, it's a journey between me and God. My nature and the God and the nature that God wants for me. Because I know that I am an addict. Because I know that I steer through, I steer towards death and, you know, abusing myself with substance and, um, you know, leaning towards unhealthy habits. I consider myself one that is more accustomed to death. And for that, when I, you know, really talk about God and religion, I almost feel like I'm more evil than, I'm more inherently evil than good. And that was a battle that I had to, that I am going through um, in my spirituality and in my relationship with my beliefs and God. Um, And I had to learn to forgive myself. 
One time I received advice that someone said, you can't break a 20-year habit in one year. It's just not impo- It's not possible. It could be possible for some, but it's really unlikely for most. And you have to be patient with yourself. Um, I really resonated with the poem that said, you know, change is hard. Accustomed to a new life. Um, When you quit substances, you do change your life. And for some people, it's completely changed. You change your friends. You change your location. You change your job. You change your mentality. You change your habits. You change what you like. You change what you need to do. And everything changes. And it can be overwhelming it can be like really really overwhelming emotionally and physically and what i'm realizing is that it's so 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 important to remember that some people's journey in life is to learn a lesson some people's life consists of being rich, being famous, being uh, articulate, or um, being influential, or whatever it is. And then some people's lives are more simple. I think that my life purpose is to learn to love myself and to be connected with God And for me, this is a tough goal. And for me, this is is something that I want to do before I end my journey of life. And, you know, some people have goals of travel. Some people have um, life purposes of spreading the word of, I don't know, their beliefs. But I think that my purpose personally is trying to get past the fact that i am a, i'm not a, okay before i say this when i say i'm a suicidal person i'm not a suicidal person i'm not a person that um is going to kill themselves but because most of my life for 20 years of my life I was stuck in an addiction. I consider myself a someone that was leaning more towards death and unhealthy habits and not doing not going towards life. And for that reason, I sometimes believe myself to be suicidal. Like I use that word for myself when I'm understanding myself. I think myself suicidal because I would have rather drank a whole bottle of vodka um, than go outside and take a walk. For me, that is suicidal. For me, that is not someone who is leaning towards life. Um, I'm not scared of my... I'm not scared of my well-being because I'm... um, You know, I know that I'm safe now. But I often believe that addiction is a 
suicidal tendency. And for those who are feeling depressed and feeling this kind of tendency, in my beliefs, are not choosing life. And so most of my life, I wasn't choosing life. I was choosing death. I was choosing darkness. I was choosing suffering because that's what I knew. That's what I understood. That's what I thought life was. And now that life, I I woke up and I turned 30. For someone who's experienced, uh, you know, suicidal thoughts and been depressed since they were, you know, 10 years old. Like, this is a different way of life. This is a different way of living for me. I, I didn't think I was going to make it this long. I didn't make a plan <laughs> this far ahead in my life. And so for me to turn 30 and realize that I'm getting older and I'm getting past a certain part in life is is both miraculous and also amazing. It's miraculous, amazing, and scary. Because I have no plan. I didn't have a plan. And I didn't think for a second I would ever go about life and say I wouldn't live life without alcohol or like some kind of substance. That I didn't think that was possible for me. I didn't think that that lifestyle was even an option. I didn't think that life... Or God would have even blessed me with that opportunity. And now that it is this way, that I'm free from abuse um, physically and through substance, life is beautiful and it's simple. And for some, that is kind of scary too. But I challenge you to think more so about life. Even if you're not an addict, even if you're just listening to this podcast to educate yourself about opinions and learn about one person that goes through it, I challenge you to think about choosing life and choosing to be present. Sometimes when we go through rough patches in our life, uh, pain and like suffering, hurt violence from others, it's easy to dissociate. It's easy to escape life mentally through your own um, through your own strategies, such as using a substance or dissociation or escape or anything. And that's not being present. And we want to be present because... When we're present, we're our best selves. We're our best beings. And we deserve to be present because this is the life that we have. This is the only life that we have. I do believe in afterlife and stuff, but, you know, this could potentially be your last life. And I think that it's best to be able to eventually look in the mirror with confidence and say, you know what, you and I are a team, and we're going to get through this journey together.
yesterday. I had such a hard talk with myself. I probably looked like a crazy person because I was literally screaming on the top of my lungs at myself. I was so angry. That for so many years I had abused myself. I was so used to other people's abusing me. That I used substances to abuse myself. Because that's what I believed. That's what I believed. I was deserving of. And it's not true. I think everyone deserves a chance at life. We all make mistakes. We all commit sins and we all do things that we are maybe not so proud of and in my spiritual journey sometimes i feel a bruise because i know that choosing death over life for god is one of the greatest sins and for this i have to forgive myself and learn to forgive myself I hope that you do something good for yourself today. Even if it's for one minute, two minutes. If you're lucky and you get a whole day. If you're lucky, you get an hour. Do something good for yourself, like listening to a nice song that you absolutely adore. Hugging a friend, talking to someone that loves you. Maybe you're feeling alone. Maybe you don't have these kind of things or these resources. But look for something that you know that will ease your pain that is not a substance. Maybe taking a walk, going for exercise, reading, dancing. Enjoy life while it is. And being present means that you're displaying the best, best qualities of yourself. And for that, safest, safest of travels.